just can't get rid of a bomb. everybody it's will and this is thomas and we're back at the virtual spinner rack this week for a book neither of us heard of or read or saw but we know the artist quite well from red sonia yes. and many many other things and uh thomas read it twice and hasn't doesn't know what happened in the book there were just too many words <laughs> it took me two damn weeks to read this book <laughs> jesus christ Oh man, I, I was like, "Go!" Oh. So this dude did Red Sonia. It was great, and now, woo. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so we were talking a little bit before the the thing of all the pre-show. I, I guess telling you, I got the Iron Fist Epic Collection Volume One in. Mm -hmm. um, any of our devoted fans, followers, whatever, buy it, read it. Um, it's all pretty much Gil Kane, John Byrne art, and it's Iron Fist. And you get the first appearance of Sabretooth. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a beautiful cover, too. So, Dude, it was. I got it for like 20 bucks, plus shipping and handling, on eBay. And I was like, this is crazy. I um, got the uh, the original Age of Apocalypse uh, omnibus for 20 bucks off Facebook Marketplace before I moved here. Yeah. And uh, I made the guy feel bad for me in a wheelchair i can't come out and meet anybody i can't even get out of the door because there's steps to go down uh so uh he brought it over i go i go i'll tell you like five bucks for gas if you bring it over he goes sure by the way i got a lot more stuff i go yeah but that i have to have yeah is and there something wrong with it are the pages stuck together he goes not in that book no <laughs> damn it and like, it's, it's like this thick probably oh, yeah. it's like this because there's the prelude is in there, which is like the whole Legion build up to what he did. Um, so there's like four issues before Age of Apocalypse even starts. Bang. And they're they're way more wordy than Ribbit. <laughs> or rubber, I, whatever. I don't understand that I, I I I don't understand that one. So this popped up on my email facebook feed whatever you know how after you read enough comics they send you advertisements for stuff that's on sale mm -hmm. so i got an advertisement on sale only 15 left in the warehouse so i ordered one um i gotta take the plastic off but you ready i'm ready <sighs> anyhow this douche <laughs> That's right. I booted you out of the stream. <laughs> um, it showed up, and I was like, "Okay, it's on sale. It's twenty percent off, or whatever it was." And this is one of our favorite books. You could compare mm -hmm. it because it's published original size to what its printed size is, mm -hmm. and see the difference. Um. 
here's something funny. Remember, I was buying like all those weird, like, uh, like '80s and '90s, like indie stuff. Yeah, because they were like a you know, dollar books, right? Uh, a lot of times it was like, here's thirty of them. Give me like five bucks. I'm like, okay. Oh my god, Dave freaking Stevens. <laughs> Thirty of them for like ten bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, so one of them was uh, it was a IP that started at Pacific, and then Pacific went under, and then First grabbed it and and took it. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Star Slayer. It was oh, like damn. out of out of out of space, Conan. Yes. So uh, issues one, two, and three of Star Slayer are the first three appearances of Rocketeer. Yep. They're in the back. Yep. Uh, there's back page ads. So Star Slayer 1 has a cameo. It's considered the first cameo because it's like a full page ad. Yeah. But it's like an art page ad, right? Uh, and then his second appearance is in number two. So his first full appearance is number two, and then number three had like a, a small like two page backup story. Uh, well before the actual Rocketeer. Rocketeer story. Yeah. So and it's been it's been a couple years since I've read this. Um I remember the first time I read it, I read it in one damn sitting, the whole thing. I'm surprised um, you're not uh Wearing white gloves opening that thing. Um, yeah, I was looking for it. I found it. You ready? Yep. Wow. Yep, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, Betty. How's Veronica? Who? Never mind. Wrong Betty. This is a damn... The art is freaking amazing. Oh, his his work was just insane. Like I remember, uh, he did. I don't know if he did. I don't remember if he did the interiors, but I remember I bought just to look at the cover, like issues of Rainbow. Rainbow, like a um, I think that that's what the character was called, um. It was put out by the same company that did uh, DN Agents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think she was actually one of the DN Agents, one of the characters in DN Agents. Yeah. But she got like a solo, like one shot or mini series or something, and okay. he did the art. He did the cover art. It was like seven dollars back in like the eighties. Yeah. Back well, back in the nineties, it was like on the store shelf for like seven dollars, and I'm like, okay. Do you even know anything about this character? I go, I don't care. I'm actually buying a book for a cover. Yeah, I, I've, I've got most of his covers. I cannot get my damn hands on a, uh, God, what is it? Uh, oh, Jesus, now you made me forget it. It's by Blackthorn Press, uh, Planet Comics, number one, I think it is. It's the one with the, the, the dirty pair flying off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't. I don't it's, have that one. Though. It's the yellow, yellow background with them flying off. Um, I've managed to get two of the 
Now I would love to have one of those. I one feel day. so I feel so sad with my little Rocketeer book. <laughs> Damn it! I got it cheaper. It was in color. <laughs> I don't know if that's got all the story in it. Uh, it now seems now like you've got to break up the crayons. Uh, hell no. <laughs> that's only two artist editions I've got now, and it's bad. That's the second one I've bought. The first one was uh, Steranko. <laughs> Mm. So, are we talking? I had hellish time getting this. Like, I had to order some personal bath toiletries, shall we say. <laughs> and this came up on the screen because I searched comics on Amazon before. This yeah. came up and was on super sale for like $16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I'm like, well, let's see. Opposed to 30, so it was like half price. Yeah, half. Yeah, because I was thinking it was like just 30 something, I thought. Apparently, um, Target had it on sale with like one of those stickers on this beautiful cover. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I got a comic shop owner I know just come back into business after being away for 20 years out in Utah, bought it there, and then got like 50% off any any other graphic novels and stuff that, that were there. So he went looking around for stuff that was like already marked down. Yeah. He's a, he's he's like us. He's a dollar box diver. You get and some then, good stuff in the dollar boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you gave me this Swamp Thing Bronze Age, and I am in issue four right now. Yep. I'm like almost done with like issue four, which is the uh, the crashing of the plane. Did we do seven on the podcast one time? Yeah, I was going to ask. I go, no, no, I think we did that one. That was the Batman issue, yeah. Dude, Wrightston's Batman is so good. And what's bad is as good as seven is, eight may be better. And the thing is, is I was at a convention one time, and um, I was buying Swamp Thing Volume 1, and, you know, I've got a whole set. I've got all the Swamp Thing Volume 1. And I was talking to this guy, and he's like, yeah, well, no, nobody really buys after 10. Because Wrightston quit drawing Swamp Thing after issue 10. I'm like, okay, Wrightston quit drawing Swamp Thing after issue 10. Did the series just all of a sudden start really sucking? Or, you know, what the hell happened that nobody buys after 10? Because the guy was just trashing everything after it. So when I started getting my collection together and figuring out what the hell's going on, I read the first 10 issues. You know, they're all Wrightston. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. And Nestor Redondo does the art. After that, and Redondo is damn near, you know, I'm not going to say he's Bernie Wrightson because nobody is, but he's nothing to sneeze at. And I'm like, damn, Redondo is amazing. And it's like, oh, nobody reads them because it's not Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, I mean, I love Wrightson, but there are other artists out there that are damn good too. Mm -hmm. And it just, it blew my mind because. And that, that one that you got, it's only the first 10 issues, and I think it's got, what, how sick uh, is 92? 13 issues. Plus is it the, got... uh, plus the uh, first apparent, plus the uh, the house. So uh, It's got issue all the way to 13? Yep. Uh, so they list. 
my eyes up. Uh, Len Wayne was writing them, the legend himself. All of them, yeah. Uh, Bernie Wrightson, Nesta Redondo, Michael Kaluta. It's like, have that guy tell me what's wrong with Michael Kaluta. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Look at he issue. He must be angry because is, is Kaluta still alive? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, because I've been seeing videos with him popping up for like, you know, some kind of, you know, private streaming thing that you got to pay like extra money for to see interviews. Uh, and Luis Dominguez uh, and the art, Carl Herc. Kershaw did the uh, did the cover for this edition. Um, but yeah, it's... look at the issue, the cover for issue twelve, and just tell me what the hell is wrong with that. The first time I saw it, I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, it's House of Secrets ninety two from seventy one, and then Swamp Thing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Index, click the page. Yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. So the cover for twelve. Twelve. First time I saw it, I was like, "Damn, this is awesome." It's like Swamp Thing fighting a T Rex or some crap. Oh God. Yes, that's what I said. Um, yeah, because this is this is eleven, but it's got Abby in peril, and here here comes yeah. Swampy. Before Alan Moore went all funky with it later on. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, dude, it's awesome cover, and I'm like, what? What the hell, people? Swamp Thing and Xenozoic Tales, all in the same book. <laughs> the same damn book. But, yeah. So, I don't know. It was it was funny. Oh, I miss it when comics were 20 cents. <laughs> we miss when comics were 20 cents. I have not placed my comic order for this month. And Please, it's... You, could, you could get five brand new comics for a dollar <laughs> the year that issue 12 came out. Yeah. Um, I, I have yet to place my order for this month's comics and I am still debating on whether I'm going to, I may, I'll probably just order Hulk and Daredevil and maybe that's it. The only other thing I'm seeing, and I don't think I, you've even, even knew about it. I will show you because it is, it's actually in this month's, um, uh, previews. previews, yeah. Um, so, all right. Have you ever heard of Wits End? Yeah, I'm always at him. No, not not that Wits End. <laughs> I knew a band called Wits End, but a book, no. All right, let me see if I can bring this up. This is, uh, this is actually going to be, um, like I said, it was in the previews this month. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. All right, so there it is. All right, see if you can bring that up now. Um, this is Wits End. 
Okay, Witsand was a fanzine that started in the late 60s and ran through mid-70s, mid I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was curated by our man Wallace Wood. It's his stuff. Okay. Wow. And because Wally Wood was a freaking legend, he got anybody else that he wanted to could come and do it. Like Steve Ditka's Mr. A is in Witsin. Um, so yeah, this is brand new, best of wits in Fantagraphics. You get so here's the uh Savage World by uh script by Wally Wood, art by Al Williamson. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh Animan by Wally Wood, Animan One and Two, uh Midnight Special by Steve Ditka, a book called Orion by Gary Morrow, or Gray Morrow, excuse me. Uh, some poetry by Ralph Reese, Mr. A, the first story of Mr. A and Steve Viditka. Do you know who Mr. A is? No. Okay. All right. So, you know, Steve Ditka created the question, right? Yeah. In the 60s. And the question is all his, I don't want to say uh, his kind of objectivist philosophy and all that. And if you read some of the early issues, we need to do one on the podcast. The early issues of uh, the question, you can almost hear Steve screaming at you. Mr. A was his like... Nemesis? Not his nemesis. It was his, his version of the question, but wasn't owned by anybody else, but owned by him. And oh, okay. it's even stronger. And it's a lot of his his personal beliefs and everything else. And it's in a kind of a superhero book. So you got the first Mr. A story, the second Mr. A story. Um, you got a book by uh, Spangle, uh, Art Spiegelman of Mouse, uh, Richard Brasford. I actually don't know who that one is. Uh, here's some more Wally Wood. Um, Last Chance, Plot and Art by Frank Frazetta, the script by Bill Pearson. Doesn't matter what the hell Bill wrote. That's amazing. Um, Sorry, Bill. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. We love you, man. But it doesn't matter what it is. Frank did an awesome job. The Rejects by Bob Stewart, Art by Wally Wood. Same thing. Bob, you know, we love you, man. But Wally did that. Uh, A Portfolio of Edgar Rice Burroughs by Reed Crandall. Damn, dude, that's awesome. Uh, Purview, The Adventures of Talon by Jim Steranko. Um, Here's another alien story by Bill Pearson and art by Jeffrey Catherine Jones. You do know who that is, right? I know who Catherine Zeta-Jones is. Okay. All right, this is... We're not going to get all political or anything, but Jeffrey Catherine Jones is actually Jeff Jones. Okay. 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 He 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 uh, transitioned later in life and become Catherine Jones, but Jeff Jones was a friend of like Kaluta, Wrightston, all of those massive you know talents that came up in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. And I have actually read some people say that some of his fanzine stuff or her fanzine stuff is better than anybody else's they they may have been the best of the lot which is saying a hell of a lot um you got some more gary gary morrow uh here's something by burn two stories by bernie wrightston 
holy shit, it still keeps going. Uh, I'm not even going to go through all that. Uh, there you go. Oh, Al Williams. Yeah, it's, you can, it pre-sale right now, I think it's 50 bucks. I'm probably just going to order it. It's 250 pages. Yeah, that's Dude. a big book. Uh, but it's, I mean, man, it's, where the hell, is, this is the best of this fanzine. You cannot buy these. They're they're $100 an issue if you buy them online and they're worth, you know, they're good. And then you don't want to read them because you'll mess them up. Right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, this is just the Google preview. Look at that. Look at, look at how good he is. Some freaking people and there's a chick. Uh, oh, it may have Sally Forth in it too. I think it does. You know what Sally Forth is, right? Nope. I've heard it, but... Okay, Sally Forth, if it's in here, is Wally Woods kind of like... <laughs> his, it's his, his side uh, piece? His side piece, exactly, for the uh, for the men and women in uniform. And it, okay. Sally is like a, like a female soldier who can't get anything done, but she's amazingly hot, so all the guys are after her in half the comics. She's always naked. But... <laughs> So I'm really probably going to get that and just skip buying regular new comics this well, month. Well, the other morning I woke up at, uh, I think like quarter or five, excuse me, like quarter or five yeah. to go to the bathroom. And then I got a notification on my phone. And then I'm like, well, I'm up. I should probably, because I did, I paid $18 for the entire catalog of creepy magazine oh sweet so the um the first creepy but the 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 ec not ec but warren creepy the original yeah yeah damn it's 165 issues in 26 volumes wait there's three specialty books there's they put Three volumes together. One is Creepy Presents Steve Ditka. I've seen that, yes. Then, uh, oh, God. let me just call it up real quick. And see, that's the thing. You get back and you start reading some of this old stuff, the fanzine stuff and the, the Warren magazines, the non-mainstream stuff, and you find out that the legends... We're doing, I don't say their best work, but some of their damn best work in this stuff because they couldn't do it at Marvel and DC. And they just, nope. they wanted to do what the hell they wanted to do. Um, some of it came down on Torrance and then I just started like, report. I've got like some error reports that came down with it and I don't know what happened, but I can always go back to the link and get them again matter of fact easier than that i can just call up my email because it's still sitting there the email the mailing but yeah the more i mean i i've read hulk for this month and it was good i read the new issue of thor and it was all right um i have yet to read the new issue daredevil um 
I am looking forward to the new Wonder Woman series by Tom King. I hear they say that's amazing. Um, but, you know, as far as new stuff, there's just nothing out there that's, you know, making me want to run out and read it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Found the email, huh? Found the e- Well, I found the email that had the, had the link. Uh, okay, so it's like volumes like 1 through 28 and 1 through 26. Okay. And then these specialty books. Creepy presents Alex Toth. Jesus, really? Creepy presents Richard Corbin. <laughs> Corbin had enough. Corbin did enough to have his own damn creepy presents. Yep. Holy jeez. Um, creepy comics volume two at death's door. That was the comics, not the magazine. Yeah. Creepy presents Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, I knew Bernie did did a lot. For one. <laughs> the Steve Ditko, yeah. I didn't know Ditka did that much creepy. That's a little yeah. weird. So, yeah, I mean, I just wish I could set up, like, a link from my storage to uh, <laughs> to my tablet so I can lay in bed and actually just read. And go through and read them all. Yeah. But I'm like, that's just awesome. And in the meantime, I was having a guest on uh, the show the other week, um, John Herbie from Beyond Time Comics, who's yeah. got a, a bunch of stuff out. Um, and I backed him on a, on a digital tier, which gave me a free year subscription. It was like $30 to get like up through, but not including the last issue of uh, this series, there was a preface, there was a prior series that gave you like the history and the origin of the of this character. Yeah, and then it was like that. There's like two volumes of trades now, or six single issues, uh, and he has everything up but the very final issue. So I'm just waiting for that to hit. Uh, Global Comics, it's called. It's it's got some like small press stuff. But it, it's mostly like you know just indie comics. Uh, so I, I've got it for years. I've been I've been reading like stuff on there. It was pretty cool. I told you we were talking about uh, just indie comics and stuff the other day, and I found it and read it. Um, the Crooked Man. Oh with, yes. Uh, Hell Hellboy, the Crooked Man. Yep. Yeah, I read that. Damn, dude, that was amazing. Um, but it was it was so good. <laughs> All right, you ready? Now that we've talked about good comics, are you ready to read the ribbit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so this is four-issue collector series by Comico, Ribbit by Frank Thorne, issue one. Um, first of all, there's a green chick on the cover on a skateboard with a gun, um, which, you know, hey, it's Frank Being Thorne. chased by, like, a cobra tank. Yeah, exactly. His tank, because there's no actual like cannon barrel, but it's got like a gunner with like a laser beam or something. Yeah, it it almost looks like uh, Frank directly ripped off Gene Simmons and put him in pink on the bottom of a skateboard. Oh, doesn't it? Yes, I was like, what the hell? 
<laughs> so she's uh she's riding around with her gun and uh like i said comico rivet number one um this is cool i did include this in because back in the day if people don't know frank used to show up at all these uh comic book conventions with his uh i guess i don't know if they were a, a couple or not but this uh i guess linda burrell um they showed up as like the wizard and the mistress at all these damn comic conventions. That's literally how he went. There are a hundred thousand pictures of him like this. Yeah. Uh, mad wizard at that. Yes. Uh, um, since, since those days, uh, Alan Moore has taken over that role. <laughs> no, he has not taken over that role. That's just the way he looks, buddy. <laughs> and well, the way he's been acting, he's, he's taken over the mad part. And, <laughs> and it doesn't, not the wizard, but the bad. And what is it? It's it don't matter what your uh, no matter what your job title is, you know your your work history pales in comparison. Was it Alan Moore, uh, mm -hmm. wizard, Rasputin impersonator, part time Santa Claus, <laughs> comic writer, <laughs> something else? Uh, yeah, Frank Thorne as Boomer Finn, Renegade Alchemist, and Linda Burhall as Sargasso, the Reservoir of All Knowledge. Um, photo Reservoir, by Yeah, that's that's why Frank hung around with her. Well, um, uh, oh Lord! <laughs> so we know because comments are going to come in. Yeah, they may. Uh, Ribbit by Frank Thorne, created, written, and illustrated, uh, edited by Dana Schultz. Uh, dude, I I don't know what the hell she edited it because she did not make this any shorter. Nope. <laughs> That I, I, this book was long. It, you know, it took me longer to read this than it did, you know, to finish up, you know, Old Man in the Sea by Hemingway. Uh, <laughs> it's like, geez. Uh, yeah, when you said last week, are you ready to read it? Hell no, I'm not ready. <laughs> I've got through half of it. Uh, and I don't feel good. Uh, yeah, published 1989. So the thing that got me first, all right, besides all the words, is it starts out it's like damn mad max man mm -hmm. um and this it's is like a goof on mad max yes i, I got i don't often get offended because i it's it's tough to offend me because you know when i was a teenager i got offended all the time and that's why i was always in the principal's office um but i was slightly offended that frank's throne drew that me with my with my ginger hair and is the lead character. We're just going to call you Throg from now on. <laughs> Isn't that his name, Throg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's Throg. Yeah. Throg's beloved awaits. His nostrils flare even at the thought of being with her soon again. But what's bad is we'll find out in a minute his beloved is not what you think she is as he rides. And this is like is the horse alive? I don't know, because it, it dies later on, and it just, like, gives up the ghost. <laughs> it's it's like a cyborg horse. It's like, you know, you got, you got, like, these big, like, uh, rat fink tailpipes coming off the backside. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of alive, but not really. Yeah. I It was, I was like, oh, my God. It was yeah. just bizarre. So here's your uh, here's the first uh, uh, tip, dear reader, whatever. Notice the side of the horse that says "Blonde Fire." 
<laughs> on it. So he heads back and he heads uh, kind of back to the city, uh, Shaiti's abode. Um, all these words are just like, I don't know how the hell to pronounce them. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm from Georgia, so I have a pronunciation problem anyway. Uh, this, you ain't got none of that shit down here. This, this shit is just add to your heart. Yeah. So he shows up, and uh, when he gets there, he's met by his pet, like mutated frog, Ribbit. Yeah. So there's, you know, hey, Ribbit, I have some fresh tales from the far place. And, you know, of course, Ribbit can talk to him because we're in the future and it's, I don't know, damn, a pop, new apocalyptic wasteland. Thar yeah. is amazing, though. Thar oh, is yeah. really good. Thar is good. It's and just, there, was, there was so much hilarious stuff in this book, though. Yes. And it, some of it is, in, is in the beginning, really subtle. Yeah. In the, in the beginning, there were like little like jabs here and there. And yeah. then it, towards the end, it got, it got you know, it got real. Yeah. Serious, but. Uh, and at, at the first part, I mean, yeah, Th Thog is the is the damn comic relief here. He's out. He's been doing a, you know, uh, like a expedition mission or something, trying to find out, you know, and he's come back and he's brought, you know, his, his little friend Ribbit, you know, munchies and all this. And then he's come here to see the queen who is like super hot. Um and there we find his real name, Thragonus. Um, I couldn't remember who the hell is vomit in the book. Did you get that? They kept saying vomit. <laughs> Vomit's one of the characters. Um, but he shows back up, and he has got you know all this information on the rival clan. Yeah, and. She's going, the, the princess or the queen here is actually going to use, you know, she, uh, she's got an orb, a magic orb that she's going to use to make a spell and create a monster to help destroy her rival enemies. Mm -hmm. And she asked him, you know, uh, we, you know, we've got to mix the potions up, come down, you know, I'll, I'll need your help with it, you know, and it, so he's like enough of the duties and struggles with you know concerns. You know, so now he goes up um, to his place of supplication, um, and there's Rivet, you know, who talks to him. You're welcome. So he gets up there, and dude, the VCH VHS player still works, and he and puts apparently on. Apparently, he's here to, to, to watch some adult teachers. <laughs> yes, he's gonna watch an adult movie. Uh, blonde fire. <laughs> Him and as, Ribbon as are going to watch it on his transportation. <laughs> exactly. Him and Ribbon are going to watch it. I did like the the one eyeball is his like his one eye. Yeah. Got, he's got the lazy eye or whatever. It's not just lazy; it's falling off his face. <laughs> it's like literally sideways. Yeah. Oh. So they sit and watch. They watch the most, and he gets drunk, and they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Of course, when midnight comes around, you know, uh, now, you know, the princess wakes him up as it's time to go down and mix the potion and create, you know, the monster that's going to go and destroy the bag. Yeah. In case you haven't <laughs> figured it out yet, uh, that VHS tape is his girlfriend. <laughs> yes, that's his girlfriend. Yep. They, he longed to see. Where was that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
His beloved awaits. His nostrils flare. <laughs> it's the VCH test. So he goes down, and she's like, okay, well, uh, tonight we evoke a warrior woman. <laughs> he says, a delicious thought, even cunning, whatever likeness. Uh, you'll escort my dread spawn. You may choose her form. So because he's going to escort the warrior woman out to defeat the bad guys, mm -hmm. he gets to choose the form. This is like on damn Ghostbusters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> choose the form. So he runs up into the damn, uh, back up into his air area and gets his VHS tape. Ah, So he's going to go down there and it's going to be blonde fire. So he gets down there and the princess is like stunning. It's an excellent choice. Bring the roots, the elixirs, all this. So they brings everything. They're going to mix her up and throw in the damn blonde fire tape. And that'll come, you know, you know, the instrument of your destruction. Only when he throws in all the spiders and the little, you know, centipedes and whatever else. There goes Ribbit. Ribbit, Ribbit jumps in. <laughs> and of course, he's like, ah. My devoted friend, she's, you know, gone, glimmering like a snowflake in the blend. I shall never see her even once more. Nay, but, and then all of a sudden, out comes the monster, blonde fire, only she's merged with Ribbit. <laughs> she comes out and kisses him. Oh. It, it's, it's almost like this is an ad... It's just like an ad campaign for the Jolly Green Giant. I don't know. It's you, so... You've seen the giant. You've seen Sprout. Here's Rivet. Here's <laughs> Rivet. Oh. So, yeah. There there she is. She's like, you know, and, of course, Rivet is fawning all over him because it's his pet. And now it looks like the woman that he loves that he's never met. And all she says is Rivet. So, you know, he is just plain happy as he could be, you know, like inspired Plutonian tailors, shouts familiars gathered by the materials. Uh, Thog sits by and lovingly ponders how he will cultivate his manifest beloved and mold her as a woman. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just, I don't know what Frank was thinking. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, so, Something makes me think this was teenage Frank's fantasy. I, I don't know. So we leave Throg and Ribbit, and now we get to see the bad guys who, you know, they've got, you know, they've got German iron crosses on their heads and everything mm -hmm. else, and they're blowing up bugs and shooting missiles everywhere and just basically being bad guys. Um, and then, dude, more words. Um. <laughs> uh, I do love the plug-in crystal ball. That was funny. So she wants to see everything. <laughs> yeah, shit in. I'm like, it's not a crystal ball. It's one of those plasma things from Spencer's. I don't know how it survived this. How <laughs> it got this song. This thing is a snoozer. Plug it in. Poop daddy. Uh, and of course, now she sees there's Ribbit. Uh, what's funny is, is Ribbit is apparently a little smaller than the, the you know, the bringer of destruction that the queen wanted. She wants to, like, throw her back in and start over. But uh, Frog's like, no, uh, you know, we, we can't do that. You know, she's my friend and, you know, she can do it. And even Ribbit says, you know, hey, I can go out and destroy them. That's where it is. Vomit, vomit's the bad guy. Vomit or vo vomit, whatever you want to call it. That's the bad dude. 
better than yeah. puke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they head out, and she, I love this. She gets the damn abacus out. They've got all this. She does all the calculations, like, okay, go on and see. Let's see if she can do it. And uh, she's small enough to actually get on his back, and they ride around on a damn skateboard, and she just shoots stuff coming up. It's just like damn Beavis and Butt or something. Oh, God. The art is really, really good. That's the one mm -hmm. thing that, I mean, like I said, the story was a little weird. So after like she does. removed all the words, you huh? could just make up a better story. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> so after she does her, her fight here with her and Frog, she kills the uh you know all the little fake monsters and everything mm -hmm. and proves her worth so now the queen's like okay cool now that you've proved your worth we're gonna go out and send you to go fight vomit and you know ribbit still you know she's no matter how hot she is she's, she's still a frog bugs. she's eating bugs <laughs> and and frogs like maybe you need to adjust your diet and maybe we don't need to call you ribbit anymore how about Irene? <laughs> this was funny to me. Doris? No. So, nope. Me, Ribbit. And so she starts heading out. Um, This was a little funny. The friar in here. God. Yeah. He gets, you know, he damn near gets killed as he <laughs> executes the people or right. exercises friar the people. Crack, yeah. Yeah. The bad guys do look evil. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they've got their freaking almost looks like uh from lord of the rings where they go to mordor yeah you know, and it's all whacked out exxon i guess i don't know but yeah ribbit and throg head out in there enough uh whacking out in that vhs room for all of us so <laughs> damn it <laughs> uh in his freaking cyber horse or whatever the r of throg i said i just i I read the book twice and I understand kind of what's going on, but it's still so weird. Maybe if you read the whole thing. Yeah. Um, they got the heat sinking missiles. Yeah. So this is where the dang them rock, the, uh, the horse thing dies because they turn back around and drive through the tanks, the his mm -hmm. tanks. And instead the missiles hit it. Uh, Emil. Uh, and then this is where he goes out. He says, uh, alas, the final vestiges of Shanty's domain gradually becomes undone. Parts of polished chrome so lovely tended sloth off the sides of the admirable steed. Perhaps the contraption had a soul, torn with the jealous knowledge that Throg's passion, <laughs> his passion, was apportionated. Perhaps the hooter died in some of a broken heart. <laughs> Damn. You know, he looks dumber than Jethro, Bodine. <laughs> He speaks like Shakespeare. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. More of the devil's approach. <laughs> yeah. And all the chicks are stu are super hot, but that's kind of yeah. that's that's Frank's Part thing. Of the course, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Damn cybernetic dogs. And then that was kind of it. Uh yeah. end of the first first issue. You know, Ribbit jumps, the damn dog attacks him and is biting his leg. And uh, she jumps on it and it runs away with her on it. And he's chasing after her. Frog valiantly tries to follow her. 
but Ribbit and the dog disappear. Ribbit, 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 um, Ribbit, Ribbit. It's not Red Sonia. Nope. It is not Red Sonia. Uh, it's green. Yeah. Star Trek quote. The <laughs> damn it. The art. The art was really good. Um, yeah. It is. I'll say standard Frank Thorne art, but yeah, classic Frank Thorne art. This is what he drew. You know, I think we talked about, uh, you know, Gita and some of the other stuff he's done. It's all very similar. Once he drew, once he got the Red Sonia look down, he did it like five times. Yeah. Because, I mean, Gita looks just like Red Sonia. Ribbit looks like Red Sonia, only she's green. Um I can't remember who else. Um, I just don't get the story. Um, no, I, I like the bougie framework around the panels, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, and any stuff like that is, I mean, he was, he did, I don't think he did that much in, in Red Sonya, but I think he did some of it. I've got most of the Red Sonya run. That's another one we need to do one time. I think it's uh, Marvel, and I haven't actually read it, but I bought it. Marvel something it's number seven, but it's first appearance of uh first time Conan and Red Sonia meet. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a Frank Thorne issue. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the bougie, the bougie stuff around and it, each one's a little different. Um, yeah. um, that's all cool. I mean, and that's the stuff that gives him his, his, his work so much character that some of the other people don't have. Um, and then he did, you know, he, I don't want to say he was interested in doing explicit stuff, but he did a lot of explicit stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, you know, once he left Marvel, you know, and he could do whatever he wanted. This is damn near explicit in parts. Um, it's heavily hinted at. Um, <laughs> Especially with the videotape. <laughs> damn it. Um it's just that this story was so that's what i'm saying it, i mean the editor could have done a little better to kind of i don't say rainy men but rainy men so that we can understand what the hell's going on yeah um, um his girlfriend shouldn't have been named Blancieri. his girlfriend should have been named mary bomb <laughs> mary bob <Damn it. laughs> yeah blonde fire not blonde fury blonde fire <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Was it? Uh, where does he say? And it, the writing is so. Oh my God, dude, it's weird. As he begins the ceremony, he moves to the shrine. As the cluttered room thrums the invocation, his pudgy fingers stroke the hoist box, and an epiphany of sweet, moist she odors tease his wayward nose. It's it's almost <laughs> like he was writing a novel. <laughs> And then said, "Not better, just do a comic." And just took all the stuff from the all the over explanation, expletive stuff, uh, and and just said, oh, "I'll just rewrite this stuff and put it in comic panels." Yeah, and I mean, and way back in the day, we could all say this. You know, what is he, he here at the bottom? Was it how how exquisitely simple, how easy the access now to depress the play switch and then rapture. <laughs> Damn it, this was funny. All right. I picked out a book for next week. Nope. What? We already had a 
listen, we already had a book picked out. Remember, what one was of our it? viewers, Alan, oh, asked yeah, yeah. us to do ASM 101. Oh, damn it. Okay, so ASM 101. Well, then the did week you, after did that. Did you read any of the uh, Comico Blimp stuff? No, I didn't. Did you read it? Yeah, it, it basically dealt with, as we can see down here, Grendel. So it had to do with some of like Matt Wagner's like early stuff. Oh, that's really? Where Grendel so, came from. Oh, that's Comico. right. He was in Comico. Yeah, Comico Premier was the first appearance uh, of that. Justice to me. So we're going to do uh, ASM 101 then, right? Yeah. Which that okay? That falls into the thing. Then the, the then the week after, then we can do a we'll we'll do another one. Okay. Because uh, I had uh, I had picked out a horror book because it's Halloween. Okay. <gasps> Well, we can uh, do two. Huh? It can be our Halloween special. Yeah. I mean, well, that's uh, the book. I mean, I... have you read all these words? Jeez, two books would be nothing. <laughs> two books would be nothing. Uh, the one I had picked out, let me get back and I'll show you. Uh, stop screen, present, share screen, window, book. This is what I had picked out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, Dude, I love Tales from the Crypt. These are all these old EC stuff. And I was like, it's Halloween. We'll read something. What's but yeah. 32? Um, yes. I, I actually looked up uh, online, you know, what was the best of the horror books from Tales, you know, the EC horror books. This one had one of the, they said the best stories in it. So... <laughs> Nice. But ASM, let me look up ASM one. That's the first Morbius, isn't it? I think so. It, it's making me think that's the one where he's got the spider arms, but I'm not sure. 101, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That is. I got it right here. I will. Let me let me close this one. Oh, I wish to be needs to be a better way to just like share stuff. There you go. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's first Morbius. You we both still fifteen cents. God. Yes. <laughs> and being that it's first Morbius, I think we were talking about it a while ago. It's Gil Kane art, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, because Kane did an amazing run on Spider Man himself. Um. Right after Ramita, because they moved Ramita up to the main office at this point. He was the uh, one he headed the art art department at that point for a while. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I've read this one, but it's it's been so long I can't remember. Um. I think I had a. Uh... Think you had what? I think I had like a uh, a reprint of that issue. Did you? Yeah, I'm Roy. It's a facsimile or something. Roy, Roy Gil Kane and Frank Gang. However you say his name, Frank. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Spider Man, Gwen Stacy, Jay Jonah, Joe Robinson, Morbius first appearance, and the Lizard, Doctor Kirk Connors. Oh yeah. 45 is still one of my favorite issues of Spider-Man, just for the cover, mm. um, with, with the lizard on it. Um, other characters, Aunt May, Kazar. Kazar was mentioned, really. Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Batman, the Shadow, 
the shadow batman it's going to be a peter joke it says batman mentioned yeah the shadow the spider dr david fry ed sullivan spiru agnew john carradine tony perkins alfred hitchcock captain bloom whitey and sam both of them die uh humans human reptile hybrids living vampires and vampires dude all right now now i really want to see it because i don't remember mentioning no damn batman it's, it's going to be a, a peter parker joke to you know get get through his anxiety something that's that's a little weird all right i'm not reading he, he probably cracks at morbius saying what are you supposed to be, Batman? Uh, maybe. That could that would make sense. Something yeah. like that, you know? Huh. But I mean John Carradine? Uh, I think most of that would be like timely references. Yeah, I mean, because I mean what Tony Perkins, John Carradine, Anthony and uh, Alfred Hitchcock are all 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 freaking uh you know, movie stars at the same time. Ed Sullivan would have been on TV. Spiro yep. Agnew was in politics. I in think. the news, yeah. Huh. But, yeah, we'll do that one. And then I guess week after that would be... So next week would be... Let me look at the calendar here. 26th. And then the week after would be the 2nd. So yeah. we could do that. 2nd of November. That'd be our Halloween issue. Okay. Do the Tales from the Crypt. Now that Halloween's over, pay attention to us on the 2nd of November where we're doing Halloween. Yeah, well, I mean, we could go to the 2nd of November and just be earlier and go, you know, do the Guy Fox thing and blow something up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Isn't that what, uh, is, is that V Vendette for Vendetta? Mm-hmm. It, was it the 5th of November? Remember, remember the 5th of November. And then yeah. I forget the rest. Yeah, the powder keg revolution or something like that. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read that. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, I'll get that over to you, and then we will be back next week and do Advent, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101. Sounds good to me. Looking for the right button. There's the right button. <laughs>